Now, he claims that these protocols were put in place for the disappeared by Maria Rambo herself. Or were they? What would make you think that they weren't? I don't trust him. That's it? Show me these protocols, sir. Show me. (laughs) And that there's not some ulterior motive that you want to keep her out of the sky. God, I I sound like I'm part of QAnon and I hate it. (laughs) I think you're spiraling. You're spiraling, (laughs) my dear. You need help. (laughs) When is your next therapist appointment? Wednesday. (laughs) Okay. Can you do an emergency appointment right now? (laughs) Welcome to the Marvelous Madams Podcast. We're your hosts, Madam Chris. And I'm Madam Amy. We are burdened with the glorious purpose of talking all things Marvel. Madams, assemble. I think we just did an admirable job of making it seem like we are awake. That's true, yeah. Or coherent, actually. Yes. Full disclosure, everyone. I carbo-loaded to record this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Not even kidding. Last week, what was it, Aim? About... Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, maybe 2.45. After this episode yesterday, I did cry a little. Because I knew. (laughs) I just knew that we were in for... An epic recording session today. So I did the carbo load. I got a box of raisins up here. My water bottle's full. I got a protein shake in the fridge. I'm ready. Just to clarify, two and a half hours unedited. I had the wonderful job of cutting it down to an hour and 45 minutes. For a 30 minute television episode. That's right. This episode is going to be shorter. I say to myself, hoping. (laughs) My five pages of notes beg to differ with you, my dear. All right, you guys. So we just want to say up top here that just due to the nature of this bonkers episode, we're going to be jumping around the episode more than we normally do. Yeah, we're going to try to be as cohesive as possible, but we are going for this topic by topic rather than chronologically. Yeah, which is pretty much impossible to do at this point because time and space mean nothing anymore. (laughs) But first, we want to start off by patting ourselves on the back for things we were right about. (laughs) Sure, let's have a 15-minute gloating session. (laughs) Well, these things are important. Now, we should also mention we were definitely wrong about more things than we were right about things. That's the way it's going to be. Well, you throw enough spaghetti on the wall, something sticks, right? Yes. My my recording studio here just reeks of marinara at this point. <laughs> so that actually leads well into the first big thing we were right about. So I said marinara just so everybody knows what I'm talking about. But I didn't actually grow up saying that. I grew up saying gravy in my house. This is a classic divide in the not-so-great state of New Jersey. And I'm super excited today that my New Jersey roots here are finally useful for something productive. (laughs) Yes, Westview is in New Jersey indeed. 
Yes. And it appears to be just based on what I'm seeing there, central or southern-ish New Jersey. Okay. So I have a few thoughts about this and I'm sure because I have absolutely no idea about the geography of the place, you're going to need to help me there. But yes, we will get to it. But first off, kudos, you were right. Yay! And right at the beginning of the episode, I was right about Monica's age. Yes, you were. Your paranoia and complete mathematical mental breakdown actually came in handy. Yeah. Who <laughs> thought that my overthinking is something that actually made sense? And nobody else was agreeing with me. That's true. Now you have your validation. Yay. <laughs> Maths for the win. And unfortunately, I have to admit, you were also right that it was indeed soared outside of the bubble. Double yay. For you to say I'm right, it just, it makes my day so much better. I feel yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sun is brighter. The birds are singing. <laughs> People, you, you have no idea how rare it is for her to say, Amy, you are right. And now we both get to share the win, though, on two things. Number one, that beekeeper was not a beekeeper. And you were right that Wanda was indeed rationalizing an agent in a hazmat suit. Mm hmm. And like most people, I think it seemed like we're in agreement that it was definitely Jimmy Woo on the radio, which it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a group effort. Claps all yeah. around. Yeah. There were some crackpot theories about the, out there about who that might be, where I'm just like, wait, people, you shouldn't be watching this show on acid. It's not <laughs> recommended. You know, that actually would be an interesting experience. Hmm. You let me know how that goes. Hey, it's been a long quarantine, okay? <laughs> so overall, I don't know how you felt. Amy and I have not discussed too much about the episode. Yeah, the only thing we've discussed, we've been bickering. <laughs> yes, this is true. I personally felt this was the best episode so far. Yes, it did give us a lot of answers. It was kind of like a release valve after all the theories and the questions of what, 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 and just a little bit of answers. So that was needed. Yes. And the way this was written, this writing staff, Matt Shackman, the director, the whole creative team, this is incredible. I have never watched a TV show before that made me feel as if I am an active participant in what is happening. Yeah, yeah. It it makes you feel like you were there. Yeah. And all this theorizing and all this discussion that we've been having online, it feels like it's part of the show. Yeah, especially with the way they bring in S.W.O.R.D. here. And there's more to it than that even. We're going to get into it as we go along. Yeah. Because let's just say there are some discrepancies. I think that's the subtitle for this show. It should be. Or what may seem like plot holes is not plot holes. It's purposefully done. Absolutely. Who the fuck knows, right? Yes. Okay. Now that we have finished patting ourselves on the back, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this. Mmm, potatoes. Okay, then. 
I'm still in carb mode. <laughs> so this is the first episode where we actually get a cold open before we see the Marvel titles roll. Yeah, yeah. Were you confused when you saw that? I certainly was. Yeah, I thought she was being recreated or something. Yeah, I had no idea for a good minute what the hell was happening. Yeah. Once I saw everyone else coming back, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, because we never actually saw the rematerializing in Endgame. That's right. Yeah. Not only Endgame, even Far From Home. Right. Because that has... So we should mention too, WandaVision is taking place three weeks after Endgame, whereas Far From Home took place about eight months after Endgame. Right. And this cold open hospital scene was so well done. The chaos of it was really well choreographed. It was. It's almost like they shot in the middle of a pandemic. You think? They didn't, no. But very prescient nonetheless. Yes. And Tiana Paris is great here. Oh, she is fantastic. I'm loving every second of her on screen. Yes. And it does help that she is absolutely st- She is. Yes. So Monica thinks that she's just had a little 20 minute nap after her mother had surgery to remove what seems to be a, a tumor, only to find out that she's been missing for five years and her mother's been dead for three. Yeah. First off, being snapped and then re- recreated again after five years. A 20 minute nap is not a bad way to go in that sense. Yeah, I agree. But yes, uh, finding out that your mother's been dead and you've been missing, one needs therapy for that kind of shit. Yeah, can we all agree here that three weeks, not enough time for one to process the whole snapping, two, get their life back together, and three, grieve for the mother they adored? True. But it seems to me like Monica would share the same work ethic as her mom did, would want to throw herself into work and get busy and feel productive. Still, that's a lot to deal with. I'm wondering how concerned we should be with her mental state as the episodes move forward. Well, the MCU has never been the best at dealing with mental health stuff it's always been trauma over trauma over trauma with no addressing it that's true but this show is going to places that may finally start to address that because um miss wanda's having some issues well yes and we will get to that yeah so i'm just just let's just keep that in the back of our minds that monica may be repressing a lot of stuff right now Hey, you never know. She might have a therapist on speed dial. One thing's for sure, though, in this MCU universe, therapists are the richest people in the world. (laughs) I would want to be a therapist in that world. I'd be fucking diving into money. You'd be Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) Now, one of the things, Amy, so... Amy and I are both withholding things from each other that we each claim is going to blow (laughs) the other's mind. Yeah. The first is related to Monica's 
necklaces. So, Aim, if you want to save the rest of it for later in the episode, that's fine. But I want to point out right now, because we see Monica fully in the first, you know, five, ten minutes of this episode, she is not wearing a sword necklace. The one we see her wearing at the end of the last episode. But she is wearing a necklace. Right. I'm not going anywhere with that. I'm just pointing it out. (laughs) Okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to say. We know that Monica or the reality has a tendency of rationalizing, recreating or assimilating things that do not belong to make it seem like they belong. Correct? Correct. Yes. Now, later on in the episode, when Monica gets sucked in to the energy field, she is wearing her sword ID, the new ID. The pendant is a rationalization of said ID. And if you look at the ID, it has a very prominent sword logo on it. God damn you. (laughs) I blew your mind, didn't I? You did. You certainly did. And yep, that makes all the sense in the world. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yay. Well, at least that gives me an answer because... (laughs) As usual, as is our customary relationship, I ask the questions and provide no answers. Yeah, yeah, but I'm glad that I was able to give this one answer because I don't think I have any more. (laughs) Yeah, we're a little short on answers and theories this week, guys. Yeah, it's all questions over questions. If you guys have any theories or answers, please let us know. Please, we're desperate. Yes, we are. So, as we said, after only three weeks, Monica heads back to work. And this show has made me paranoid about absolutely everything. Everything. Yeah, this girl, this girl is scared of a shadow right now. <laughs> she has come up with the weirdest things that I've been telling her. Will you stop? All right. Well, here's the deal. When her badge doesn't work, it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, one could say she's been gone for a while. A lot of sword agents have been gone for a while. That's why their badges don't work when they get back. Right. That's what I told you. Yeah. But, but I don't trust Director Hayward. I do not trust this man. Because part of me's thinking, wouldn't you have coordinated it already so that people have their badges ready to go so that when they're ready to come back, they can get into the building without any fuss. You'd talk to them, have a little timetable, you know, get that going. And you'd know Monica was coming back in. She wouldn't just show up. So I can't help but think, because I do not trust this man. I think he's another Alexander Pierce. (laughs) Does he just not want her roaming around on her own, just in case? Did he want to make sure she couldn't get in and that he would be there to personally escort her and then get her the hell out? Okay, that's... Discuss this logically, all right? Keeping (laughs) your distrust of this guy just on the side for a little bit. If you've been dusted for five years, it makes sense for the badge to not work. Makes 100% sense. Secondly, there's no guarantee that when she comes back, she would have that badge because people would have moved on, thrown stuff away. The fact that she has the badge, the old badge, makes no sense to me. Because her mom is already dead. What, people just left the house as is? That's a good point. Right? Secondly, there's no guarantee that these people will come back. Because like you said, it is a traumatic experience to go and come back five years later and your whole life has changed. Many people may not even have a home left. 
wait a second, doesn't that then strengthen my theory? Because if Off. your logic, if your logic is accurate, then she would have had to be issued a new badge. Correct. She did after speaking to director dude. But you're saying she shouldn't have it in the first place. So my argument is that sh- that is the new badge. No, it's not. It's the old badge. It looks different. And how could she get a new badge if she hasn't entered in? This is literally at the lobby area. She would have to meet someone in order to get the badge. Okay. I don't have the strength. I just don't have the strength. <laughs> you win. There are other ba- there are other battles to fight. <laughs> you just don't want to admit I make sense. I'm too broken. <laughs> no, but it makes sense that her old badge doesn't work. She needs to speak to someone before the new badge is issued. And there has to be some kind of protocol, right? The people don't know the mental state that you're in at the point after this whole five-year thing. Oh, protocol. you're reassigned. Protocol, indeed. I have things to say about protocols. <laughs> Whether you're reassigned or, you know, whatever the protocol stuff can be, before she can be given a new badge. And SWORD is not like some run-of-the-mill, you know, mom-and-pop shop that they have a lot of security, clearly. So that, I think that makes sense. Uh, that what they show makes sense. And we also mm-hmm. discovered that she is Captain Rambo, following in her mother's footsteps. Right. We see a lovely plaque dedicated to Maria, who we find out built SWORD from the ground up like a modern-day Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. I would love to have seen her, seen her more in the MCU. Yeah, I do hope we at least get some flashbacks with her. Or, hey, Marvel, maybe a Disney Plus series, kind of like Agent Carter? Yeah, Agent of Sword. That could in work. Yeah. yeah. Maybe get some of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people in. That would be nice. Perhaps a Koenig. A Coulson. Her- a sentient chronicom and best friend of Leopold Fitz. Yes, but no Leopold Fitz. <laughs> Some superpowered individuals. Quake, maybe. For those who have no idea what we're talking about, see our Agents of Shield series. Yes, yeah, see the show, listen to our episodes. It's all good. You know, actually, speaking of Shield, parts of this episode actually kind of reminded me of OG Agents of Shield, like season one shit. I see what you mean, but for me, the bigger callback is Monica and the director heading down like into the basement, seeing everything that's going on mm-hmm. with, as far as weapons go, man, this was straight out of Winter Soldier. You know what this actually reminded me of? What? As much as I hate to say it, the Incredible Hulk. I've burned that from my memory. I do not recall. <laughs> when Blonsky and the general are having a discussion about the super soldier serum and all of that they're passing through it kind of reminded me of that for me it was definitely fury and cap heading down to see project insight it, even the language was parallel saying you know okay. the world is different saying the world is different from when you left it that kind of language it really mirrored it it was well done yeah yeah it was it was well done but and yeah i see your point now and you know this scene that we have of the two of them in that stark white hallway, too, it reminded me of Black Widow's big fight scene in Iron Man 2. Hmm. Good times. Those were good times. Yeah, that was with the hair down. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was one of your that was one of your favorite moments. It is. And besides that, we didn't really have to dive that deep into what ifs and what if and what that and how this and how that. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man 2 is pretty straight pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Simpler times. So now we head over to Hayward's office where he tells Monica, sorry, honey, you're grounded. Right. Terrestrial missions only. Yes. Now, he claims that these protocols were put in place for the disappeared by Maria Rambo herself. Or were they? What would make you think that they weren't? I don't trust him. That's it? Show me these protocols, sir. Show me. (laughs) And that there's not some ulterior motive that you want to keep her out of the sky. God, I I sound like I'm part of QAnon and I hate it. (laughs) I think you're spiraling. You're spiraling, my dear. (laughs) You need help. (laughs) When is your next therapist appointment? (laughs) Wednesday. (laughs) Okay. Can you do an emergency appointment right now? (laughs) Everything's over FaceTube. Everything's (laughs) over FaceTime. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to do that. You need to have your therapist alongside this recording. (laughs) FYI, everyone, that is the new social media site for the afterlife. FaceTube. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's the social media site for people who've come back after the snap. <laughs> we need to do this. No, seriously, how do we contact Marvel for this? I am not the only one out there who doesn't trust this guy. Yeah, he is a guy who always plays gray characters. Yeah, so, so I'm not 100% on board with him. I know he's going to do some hinky shit, but I don't think he's that level that you're going at. We'll see. I feel bad for Monica right off the bat because anytime you get sent to Jersey, that's a shitty day. That's just the way it is. And I can say this being born and raised in New Jersey. It's a place you drive through, not a place you drive to. I'm very curious. One day I just have to go to New Jersey and visit the places with you. I'm going to pass. I got out. (laughs) I escaped. I'm going to pull you back in. I was not yeeted, but I escaped willingly. (laughs) I love that you're actually using the word now. (laughs) I feel ridiculous (laughs) saying it. So Monica heads out to Westview to meet up with Agent James E. Wu, who's been practicing his (laughs) magic. Yeah. That was adorable. I I was so happy to see him pull out the card like that. You know, I'll be honest. I didn't care much for Jimmy Woo in the Ant-Man movies because, Mm -hmm. you know, you love Scott Lang so much. You know, Paul Rudd is so good and so charming and he really is a good guy. And Jimmy Woo is just busting his balls all the time. You know, like, yeah, he's doing his job, but we want to see the good guy win. We're tired of this annoying agent bugging him, even if he is a little funny, you know. But man, Randall Park, what a job you did here because I absolutely fell in love with Jimmy Woo. Yeah, I think this episode has given us a chance to see the regular folk within the MCU. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. It's given them a chance to shine. You know, we've seen all uh, some of these characters and we didn't really get to know them because they were overshadowed by all these bigger superheroes. 
Does he remind you of anyone? Jimmy? Yeah. No. He's got some Coulson in him. Huh. He's so loyal. He's a slave to duty. He's charming in his way. And he's a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Pre-LMD. You can bet Phil Coulson also, in addition to his cap trading cards, had a poster of Elliot Ness on his wall too. (laughs) Yeah, pre-LMD Coulson, season one, season two Coulson. Yeah, I can see that. So Jimmy Woo's dilemma here is that he's got a witness who's hiding out in Westview who's just disappeared. Yep. And he tried checking in with known associates and family and nobody remembers said witness. Yeah, nobody's heard of him. Interesting. Hmm. I am very, very curious as to who this witness is and why he's a witness. To what? Yeah. Does it have any bearing on this? Is it related? If it is, I'd be surprised. I think that is more of a plot point to get everyone involved. Otherwise, if this person wasn't in Westview, then Jimmy or Sword or all the other thousand different organizations wouldn't be involved because people wouldn't even know about it. Everyone seems to have forgotten about Westview altogether. This is true. And that's another question as to why has anybody connected to Westview forgotten about it? But SWORD agents, Jimmy, all of the federal agents have awareness of it. I love that within this episode, they are asking the same questions we're asking. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's like they're speaking for us. The regular folk understand us. Us (laughs) other regular folk. Yeah, but I have a theory about this. First off, again, theory within a theory. Damn it. She's been incepted. She's been incepted. Who are you? You are not Amy. Where's your totem? Oh, we're not supposed to break. We're not supposed to tell each other what the totems are. I don't know what your totem is, but find it. I need to figure out what my totem is. Now we're fucked. (laughs) You know, no joke. Last night I was dreaming about WandaVision. Whole night. We're going to end up suing Marvel for pain and suffering by the time the show ends. <laughs> yeah. They can repay us in interviews. Yes. And screeners, please. Yes. Yes. But definitely no Tom Hiddleston interviews because then I- I've lost you then for sure. Cardiac arrest. Gone too no. soon. Thank you for that lovely uh, memorial there. I could tell you missed me so much. Oh, gone too soon. <laughs> Thanks. Well, gone too soon for other people. For me, that's a different story. Oh, stop it. I'm sweating. <laughs> okay, what's your theory? Oh, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the point of what we were doing here today. Continue. Yes. I just have so much fun pulling your leg. So, yes, theory within a theory. One, I don't think that Wanda is 100% the only person in control because it's too soon for them to have revealed that. Agreed. Two, whoever is the other person in control is aiding her because it's too much for Wanda to be doing alone. It is. It absolutely is. And we're going to get into just why. Yeah. So whoever this other mystery entity is, 
has gone out and weeded out the memories of Westview from anyone connected, kind of like a spider web, and just pulled it all in. That's a lot of legwork. Yeah, yeah. So for these agents who have never encountered Westview, there's no need for their memories to be have fucked with. That's why they can see it and they can remember. And this other entity has not is not like doing a maintenance job of connecting to everyone. He probably he or she or they probably did like a one clean sweep and assumed there'll be no more bugs. Could be. Let's see. Yeah. So Jimmy was able to surmise these memory issues and, you know, shows Monica with these cops here who are standing right in front of the Westview sign and firmly believes it doesn't exist. Yeah, this whole conversation, again, reminded me of Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. Storybrooke, all fairy tale characters, they're in this bubble, this town, and nobody knows about this town. In Westview's case, it existed and then it was kind of rooted out of everyone's memory. Storybrooke never existed in the first place. It was in the middle of nowhere they created this town. And Mm -hmm. even though people were passing through on the street, on the road, they just passed through emptiness, but there was actually a town there that nobody ever saw through magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got major X-File vibes from this episode, too. Okay. And so we see Westview there in the distance. The reason I'm thinking that this is central southern New Jersey here is, believe it or not, there is a lot of farmland in New Jersey. It is called the mm-hmm. Garden State for a reason. Oh, that's why it's called the Garden State. Yeah, there actually is a lot of, there actually is quite a lot of farmland in New Jersey. Now, what everybody needs to know as far as Westview location goes, all right, so New Jersey is really a tale of two states, very different. There's North Jersey and there's South Jersey. Some will argue there's also Central Jersey that divides it in three, and there is an argument to be made for that. Now, here's the real test. If you ever meet somebody from Jersey, And you want to know where they're from. This is what they could have done with these two cops. They could have sat them down and had some lunch. Okay. You sit them at a table and you give them a sandwich on a long roll and a clear beverage. And you ask them, what's on this table here? If they say that is a hoagie and a glass of water, they are from South Jersey. (laughs) But... If they look at their lunch and say, that's a sub and a glass of water, they are from North Jersey. Okay. That is the gold standard. And Central? Central is kind of a mix of both. But I will tell you this, it really is that different. Okay. I'm from what is known as the armpit of New Jersey, Nork, which is, you know, an exurb of New York across the river. I went to college an hour south. In the same state. And people used to make fun of my accent all the time. (laughs) So just to clarify, can you do the water and the water, please? This is why everybody needs to go watch Manhunt Unabomber. Okay? (laughs) You'll get the understanding of water versus water. All right? Water. Water and water. Water and water. Yeah. Okay. And fuck the Philadelphia Eagles. That's all I've got to say about that. You Americans love your teams, don't you? You know, you can take the girl out of Jersey, but you can't take the Jersey out of the girl. You just can't. (laughs) 
So Eastview is not a place. No. Okay. There is there is a Westfield, New Jersey that is in North Jersey, uh, exit one thirty five off the Parkway for anybody familiar. But yeah, what that's I used to work in Westfield actually. Definitely not supposed to be Westview. Now Westview is clearly rural, small town. That's going to be Central or South Jersey. Okay. Well, it is MCU world. So who the fuck knows what's real over there, right? Well, here's my question: Is that's a lot of memories to wipe? A lot. Right. So they've got a town of 3,000 plus people that whoever's wiping these memories has had to exponentially wipe all their friends and families and known associates. How are all of these thousands and thousands of people rationalizing away an entire town and all of these people? Isn't this having an effect on the greater world? Wouldn't there be some kind of domino effect? There could be, who knows? Maybe the act of doing this creates a rift in the multiverse. I think it kind of has to. Or, or, what if fucking you make me think of different theories? (laughs) Okay, goblin. (laughs) What if in the multiverse, like we know that there are different universes with slightly different things that change and things like that, right? It's it's kind of explained in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What if this Westview is the Westview in this world, but the mysterious entity has created a bubble where the people's memories of the other universe are implanted in the same people in this universe, in, and in that universe, Westview doesn't exist. Did that make sense? I don't know. Listeners, can you help me and tell me if that made sense? I really don't know because this morning I was also trying to understand the whole GameStop Reddit issue. Stephen Colbert did his best, but I'm still not quite getting it. Okay. So So, is this more complicated than that or less? I think about the same. This is the equivalent (laughs) of my husband watching Tenet before last week's episode. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you should stay away from complicated stuff for the rest of the WandaVision duration. To be fair, since I'm 85 years old, I did not know the whole GameStop Reddit thing was going on. So that was news to me (laughs) when I watched Colbert this morning. Yeah, Wall Street bets. I was not prepared to be confused further. (laughs) That's on you, Mr. Colbert. I blame you. He's only trying to do his best. He is. Now, here's another question. So Monica's obviously curious about trying to enter Westview. And Jimmy says to her nobody's supposed to go in. Right. My question is, how does he know that beyond a feeling? He says, "You don't you feel it? But did he attempt to go in and couldn't? Is there something special about Monica and Agent Franklin, the guy who turns into the beekeeper, mm-hmm. that, that they were allowed in? We don't know if Jimmy tried or not. And beyond that, he says no one can, he says, nobody's supposed to go in. And I was waiting for him to say, no one can come out, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I noticed that. Yeah, because he wouldn't know if anyone is trying to come out. But then it's the same question. How does he know nobody's supposed to go in? Maybe he tried driving through and got hit with this invisible force field. Whereas with Monica... 
she touched it. She managed to, you know, kind of put her finger through and pull it out. And the second time when she put it in, it sucked her in. Maybe it read something about her that was interesting. I have something to say about that. But first, let me ask you, on a scale of one to ten, how pissed at yourself were you for not realizing that damn helicopter was a drone? Yeah, pretty pissed. I mean, it makes sense. And Well, at the time, we didn't know better. We thought Monica came in through said helicopter with the noise and all of that. It kind of made sense. But they tricked us because it was, it's Marvel. Of course it's a drone. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, wait a second. The helicopter was a tiny drone. So then what the hell was making that loud banging noise? The one when Vision and Wanda are in bed in episode two. What the hell was making that noise if it wasn't a helicopter trying to get through the fucking bubble? Oh, come on. Fuck me. (laughs) I'll add that one to the pin board. See, the problem is, it's not our fault. It's Marvel's fault for not giving us stuff for so long. We forgot all about it. Not only that, but the first show they give us is the one that has us analyzing every inflection of every line. Yeah, I mean, no better way to then send us in through the deep end, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Monica sends the drone in and it gets sucked right in. She can't get any data back out from it. So she heads up to it herself to see what's going on. Right. Did you notice her face? Yeah, she looked intrigued and excited. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She looked like she was absolutely enthralled by what she was seeing or feeling when she stuck her hand through. Yeah. From a logical sense, I see that. Like, it's something that's new. It's exciting. Especially for her. Yeah, especially for her. And she's just been through so much. So she's just got this whole new other thing to just bite her teeth into and figure out what was supposed to be a boring send a drone in and figure out what's going on turned into this whole other thing. Uh Uh-huh. But? But maybe she felt something else. Yeah, was something calling to her? Maybe. Or someone? Hmm. Maybe this entity promised her something that she wanted. Yeah, so now's a good time for me to drop my little bombshell here. (laughs) I I say bombshell, but who am I kidding? So I'm leaning towards Mephisto still. Me too. So as we've said before, and everybody I'm sure knows by now, Mephisto is the devil of Marvel. So for the last like 200 years, there's been a legend in the state of New Jersey that a creature known as the Jersey Devil roams the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey. He is actually designated as the state's only demon. (laughs) Only? Only demon? Well, As we really to multiple demons in the other states. Well, I think uh, I think Chris Christie is on the list pending, but that's to be seen. <laughs> but yeah, apparently in 1938, I did look this up just to refresh myself. In 1938, it was designated as the state's only demon. Like, really? OK, apparently we had nothing better to do in Jersey in 1938. Nope, nope. So, yeah, it's this creature. 
it's this like cryptid like creature that's part bird part kangaroo part this that is a demon who roams the pine barrens which is a big stretch of jersey where it's like marshland and pine as far as the eye can see so i'm wondering did they set this in jersey not because of any proximity to camp lehigh or to charles xavier's school but because it could be another reason as well i first off i have no clue about this jersey devil thing maybe maybe not i don't know if it would that'd be hilarious yes yes it would (laughs) it could be another reason so what we know based on what marvel has told us so far is that this show is happening three weeks after endgame so we know that wanda came back along with monica at the same time although in very different locations and there was supposed to be a scene that was deleted in Endgame where Wanda goes and takes Vision's body. So we know that Endgame, the big battle, happened in upstate New York at the Avengers Tower. So she is in the same vicinity to be somewhere nearby, a couple of hours away. So it makes sense geographically for her to be somewhere in New York, New Jersey and do this thing like it maybe it took her this long to finally break down or for as we're assuming Mephisto to come along and play around with her and encourage her to do this yeah yeah could be Hmm. and speaking of time I had said in the last episode oh clearly whoever that is you know sword hydra whatever at the encampment they've been there a while Mm -hmm. that was not the case this cavalry just set up very quickly yeah The military can move quite quickly when it wants to. Yeah, and it makes sense for them to move so quickly because it's Monica who's disappeared. She literally just reappeared. She's one of the founding members of SWORD's only child. And she came back and she went away again. Like, they will definitely be motivated to get her back. Well, there's also the issue of what the hell's going on here in this town that's surrounded by some sort of paranormal force field. True. So while they're setting up, Sword is calling in some experts to deal with this situation, one of whom is <laughs> just the biggest breath of fresh air. Welcome back, Kat Dennings. Yeah, she's fantastic. I'm so happy to see that she is no longer just the silly sidekick. Yes. Is it weird that I am so incredibly proud of a fictional character? I have to say no, because I'm as proud. <laughs> As if we had something to do with her getting her doctorate. (laughs) We are proud of you, Darcy Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Indeed. And she is just vintage Darcy in that van, getting everybody talking. And finally, that one dude's like, I'm a chemical engineer. No one cares. Yeah. (laughs) You had your chance. You blew it. Yep. So it's good to see that not only has she gotten her doctorate in astrophysics, But she switched lines. She switched her majors from political science. That's when we had met her originally in Thor. Yes. Clearly Jane and the rest of the group had some kind of effect on her. Clearly. Yes. That was back when she was Miss Lewis and she is now Dr. Lewis. Or did you miss the letters after her name, asshole? (laughs) You know what that made me think of for a minute? Another super proud moment from the last two weeks. I don't know if you noticed it, but because I've seen The West Wing 
so many times. It also resonated with me from that because of what Abby Bartlett went through during the trial, during the inauguration, when President Biden and his wife were announced, she was not announced as Mrs. Biden. She was announced as Dr. Biden. Oh, okay. That just puts such a smile on my face. Yeah, that would. That would. I have I didn't see the inauguration, but yeah, that's good. So Darcy sizes up this whole operation very astutely. Yeah, she is seeing through everyone's bullshit. Classified my ass. Yeah, she realizes right away, oh, you're not getting any data back from Westview, are you? Yeah, and she's been through this. We've seen her going through all this nonsense with S.H.I.E.L.D. before. Yeah, and she mentions the whole alphabet soup of agencies that are here. And I busted out laughing when she mentioned Air Force Office of Special Investigations being there. Okay. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, as an Air Force spouse going on nine years now, this is a little bit above OSI's pay grade. <laughs> I could tell you from experience, the kind of thing OSI deals with is creepers jerking off in gym parking lots. So, <laughs> yes, representatives from Space Command, possibly even Cyber Command, would surely be there. But uh, OSI, yeah, they need to go deal with the wanker at a movie theater. <laughs> they probably just put it in there because it sounds cool. Were you loving Darcy's gadgets as much as I was? I was trying to figure out what they were. Doesn't matter. Don't care. <laughs> Uh, yes, I mean, some of the some of it just looked, you know, modified stuff that we already use kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that Jane used to make a lot of her equipment. So it stands to reason that Darcy might be doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. And she is the only one who manages to figure out about the whole radiation thing. Uh-huh. CMBR. We've been having some fighting words about this radiation, haven't we? Yes, we have. <laughs> okay. Should we should we spell it out? Yes, we should. And I think our listeners should be the final decision about this. <laughs> that or possibly if we do get some answers from the show, then, you know, that goes. All right. Start us off. OK, so a little bit of information before that. CMBR, full form cosmic microwave background radiation. Is that a real thing? I don't know. I'm going with MCU <laughs> theory. This is something that is a remnant from the Big Bang, according to the MCU. This radiation was the starting focal point of the Big Bang, and there's a high amount of CMBR in the bubble. So that got me thinking that Wanda gets her powers from the Mind Stone. And since it makes you a little happier, the Mind Stone was on Loki's scepter. Okay? Mm hmm so it makes sense for her powers to manifest so much of this radiation. It does make sense. That could be. But? But I think because of Strucker, because of the Hydra, because of the Hydra commercial, the Hydra soak, I think the radiation is coming from the Tesseract. You're just saying that because you want Loki to show up. I also think... He's going to be the one, not Dr. Strange, to really deal with Wanda. Because unlike Dr. Strange, one of the powers we haven't really seen from him yet, we saw it briefly in Ragnarok with Valkyrie, he can get into people's minds. 
And that's what it's going to take to either help or defeat Wanda, whatever happens on this show. But why should a man come in and try to help or defeat her? She's a strong woman. She has been able to fuck with everyone's minds. Even back in Ultron, we've seen her do shit with all the Avengers. That's why I'm saying defeat, potentially. Neutralize, defeat. No, I think she should be the one who wakes up. And you just want Loki to show up. He has his own show coming. <laughs> I, okay? thought you, I thought you were going to say he has his own shit to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> he does, actually. That's true. He does have his own shit to deal with, but he also has his own show. So let's not bring him into everything. I'm not the only one who thinks this. And there are people with crazier theories than I have. There are people who think Agnes is actually Loki in disguise, which I do not. Thank you very much. Yes, but you are trying to bring this guy in in a more important or more larger role. No. But we know, but we also know he's going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, but that doesn't mean that he has to come here. But we Why don't... then don't you say that Doctor Strange isn't going to be here? He might be. It could be either of them. It could be neither of them. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Either is just as likely as another, depending on which theory you subscribe to. I don't think Loki is going to show up in this, in this show at all. No idea. I guess we'll wait and watch. And Paul Bettany, if you're listening to this, sir, you're not helping with these little <laughs> teasers you're putting out there. You're killing me. <laughs> well, if only he was listening. If you are, we love you. <clears throat> please, please get in touch with us. We'd love to interview you. Okay. So we've laid out those theories and Darcy realizes, I need an old timey TV. Stat. Yeah. I think that's the only thing these guys are useful for, getting her old timey TVs. Yeah, pretty much. Because she figures out that there's a broadcast coming in over this radiation. Yeah, I have a question about that. From what it seems like right now, Wanda is the one who's controlling everything and she's airing these sitcoms out to who? I don't think she is. I don't know who is broadcasting this. That's where I'm thinking maybe Hydra's coming back into this. I don't think Wanda has any idea that people are seeing this. I think Vision might know, as we've seen him Mm -hmm. break the fourth wall a little bit, but I don't think Wanda has a clue. Okay, but we have seen her rewind and make cuts. Damn it! Oh my god, this is why we're not even halfway through this show, and I already feel like I have to do a whole rewatch, despite the fact that I've watched each of these episodes three times. (laughs) No, I think that's why it's good for us to discuss it with each other and not go nuts. This is true. This is a form of therapy. So Director Hayward has the bright idea, despite the fact that he's already lost one agent inside of Westview, he has the bright idea to try and maybe send another one in underground, thinking the barrier won't extend that far. Yeah. What he doesn't seem to take into account is that the guy needs to come back up Yeah, well, they do attach that line to him, thinking that'll make it okay. Yeah. Now, here's the question. When he does pass this barrier, the line turns into something else. Yeah, I know what that thing is. It's a toyish kind of thing. 
right. it's on like um I think it's a jump rope. I think it's a piece of jump part of an old timey jump rope, and I hate those kind of jump ropes. Those things hurt. Yeah, that looks painful for a jump rope. I say I say that as if I was ever able to jump rope as a child. Who am I kidding? <laughs> that, which is why the attempts were always so painful, besides the plastic. Yeah, that doesn't look like a good jump rope to me. No. But yeah, I was actually curious. What was that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a jump rope. Okay. And again, we're seeing here that Sword has no idea what's going on. It feels kind of nice that they're in the same boat. They're just like us. Yeah. Yeah. They have the same kind of questions we do. All right. So now we're really going to dive into some nitty gritty here because mm-hmm. we go back into HQ here where Darcy is watching. What should we call this? We'll call it the broadcast. I suppose. Yeah. She's watching the broadcast on an old TV. Her and Jimmy are discussing this. And it becomes clear throughout this episode that there are discrepancies that Darcy is not seeing the same broadcast that we as the audience are seeing. Right. Not only is she seeing more, because she says one line where Wanda washes dishes once an episode. We only saw her do that in episode one. And the mm-hmm. way she taught the way she talks about it with the 50s, it makes it sound like there are more of those episodes. There's more time that everything happening in Westview is being broadcast. But also, beyond the additional stuff, stuff that we've seen is just plain different. Right. And I think the most obvious example was of this was no versus no. Yeah, and also the scene where Jimmy is trying to contact Wanda through the radio. Mm-hmm. We see a little more buildup and Dottie's hand getting cut. Yes, and we see something else towards the end when Wanda gives birth to the first baby. Now, in our episode from last week, episode three of WandaVision, it took a f- couple more minutes for Vision to get back, they have a little moment, start screaming again. It's a couple more minutes before baby number two comes out. However, Mm -hmm. when Darcy is watching the broadcast, Wanda, Wanda pops out Billy, okay? And then just a couple seconds later, Darcy goes, aw, twins. That's a major time discrepancy. So something got cut. Yeah, so two things. One, I agree with you that there is there are more episodes than we have seen, which makes sense, because when we were initially thinking about this, we thought that everything that's happened in this episode, episode four, happens during the same time frame as episodes one through three. But it's very condensed. If we took look at it from a sitcom perspective, that's what, 25 minutes an episode? Yeah, 22 to 25. Yep. Right. So that's like an hour and a half at the most, even if you take it at 30 minutes an episode. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense for everything to happen just logistically. No, it does not. Especially because it seems that everything happening outside of Westview is just happening overnight. Yeah. In one night. Hmm. Well, it, it does seem dark all the time outside and there is a lot of rain. So maybe we can pass that off. Maybe not. 
Yeah, and they were bundled up a little bit. So if it's fall, I mean, fall in Jersey, it's getting dark out by five o'clock at night. So, I mean, it's going to be dark for a while. Right. I think there are definitely a lot more episodes that we haven't seen that they are seeing. Absolutely. But this begs the question, why the discrepancies? It's not just about censoring either. It's like we're seeing different takes. Yeah. Yeah. So which one's the actual one that's happening or are there or are there multiple like universes or dimensions happening concurrently? I think we're seeing it's like uh, seeing a broadcast version versus the DVD version or an extended version. So what we're seeing is one version and what is being seen by Sword is another version because they have edited and cut and recut and done stuff like that. One thing we know for sure is that when we have seen rewinds or cuts, Sword isn't seeing that. So that makes me wonder whether we are, we, the audience, are in Westview watching what's happening or are we outside of Westview and we're getting a different signal. The Wanda cut coming to Disney Plus March 19th. (laughs) <laughs> it's five and a half hours long just to outdo just to outdo Zack Snyder <laughs> I can't even wrap my brain around all of this I can't and there is one question that this is what's going to break me this week I'm at my wits end about this and you're right to say I'm losing my mind you're right I know okay. I am but I can't help it nonetheless because that's how well done this is in terms of making us all think and overanalyze everything. Mm -hmm. At the end of episode one, we saw that hand of somebody watching the broadcast. And both you and I said immediately, oh, that's Darcy Lewis, no question. Right. And I 100% coming into this episode was like, oh, that's Darcy, no question. How did they now make me doubt this? That's because you're losing your mind. I am because this episode is so carefully and painstakingly edited that I can't figure out if they're fucking with us, if they're just confirming to everybody, yeah, yeah, remember episode one, it was Darcy, here's your confirmation, or if I'm just hallucinating. Is this show even real? Does Marvel exist? I don't know anymore. If I created it all in my head. Do I live in a snow globe? Is your name Wanda? Uh, No, I definitely think that that was Darcy. We were right on that. Oh, we forgot to gloat about that, but okay. Well, that's why I didn't want to gloat about it, because now I'm not sure, and I don't feel right gloating about it if I'm not 100% on board. I am 100% on board for that. I'm going to gloat. Yay, yes. I'm not sure they're not fucking with us, so I I can't get on board the train. I'm going to like hang off the back of the train for now, where I'm still like kind of holding on. But it's kind of dangerous because I'm just like a hobo hanging on the back. I got my bindle on my on my shoulder. See, there are some things you just have to accept or you become, well, you. <laughs> so I'm just going to stick with that because I, I don't think I have it in me to think about stuff that we already know should be right. And if it's well, wrong, it's wrong. You know what? I don't have it in me to think about hexagons. <laughs> I know it means something. I know it does. I just don't 
know what. Six sides? Six stones? Six something else to make six, six, six? I don't know. Please don't make me do math. You know, after the whole hexagon thing came out, I realized that at the end of the second episode, when everything changes from black and white to color, their wallpaper has a kind of a hexagony design to it. Yeah, the hexagons are everywhere. Yeah. The production design crew of the show must have been seeing them in their sleep. <laughs> They're like Jim Carrey in the number 23, where he's just seeing it everywhere he goes. <laughs> now we got another Jim Carrey movie to throw into this, don't we? God. This hexagon thing actually reminded me of a show called The Man in the High Castle, Amazon Prime show. Again, there's this whole multiverse thing over there, more sci-fi. Is, is that the show where... It's like a what if the Nazis won the war? Yes, exactly. Okay. That was the show in in that particular universe. The Nazis won the war and America became a Nazi state and part of America was divided into Nazi and the other side was Japanese territory. And New York is under Nazi control. And we have this one character, John Smith. And he is a high-ranking Nazi official, and he has his own house. And the character is played by Rufus Sewell. And he said in an interview that in the set design for his house, there was the Nazi swastika everywhere, even on the flooring. And he said that after a point, you just kind of go blind to it because it's just everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, hexagons over here. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather have the hexagon. True. Yes, yeah. true. Yeah. But it's a wonderful show. Here we see Jimmy Woo's whole theory whiteboard, which I'm now obsessed with. <laughs> he is us. We are Woo. Yes, we are. And did you notice he's wondering if somehow the scrolls are behind this? Yeah. Well, why does Jimmy Woo know about scrolls? True. That was my question. He's FBI. And he's not someone with super high clearance in the first place. No. Secondly, after S.W.O.R.D. has taken over, this is clearly out of the FBI wheelhouse. Why is he still there? Yeah. I mean, yes, he's supposed to get his witness back. They could keep him on the side. And I also want to mention that in all of the alphabet soup of agencies that Darcy mentions and that they talk about in the show, the U.S. Marshals are never mentioned. And it is the U.S. Marshal Service that handles witness protection, not the FBI. Now, yeah, if he has a case with that witness, he's going to still be working with them. But in terms of mm -hmm. the actual witness protection, the marshals would be coordinating that. And they're not there. That's why I think there might be more to this, because these writers have shown us they are fucking brilliant. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they would know how that worked. You know? Yeah, that is something that stood out to me, too. But I thought that maybe the marshal service is busy trying to get back or keep track of all the other people who disappeared five years ago and came back who were in the witness protection service. It is possible. Yeah, you're, you're right. That yeah. could be easily explained. Or could it? Yeah. I couldn't help myself. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't know if we will ever know. And along with Jimmy's whiteboard, we see that 
they are starting to identify people realizing that, oh, these are real people. These are real Westview residents inside of this bubble. Yes. So the people who have been identified so far are Beverly, Phil, Herb, Mr. and Mrs. Hart, Wanda and Vision, obviously, and Mm -hmm. Norm. Right. We have not yet seen identities for Agnes, Dottie, Dr. Nielsen, and his wife, the mailman, or the two people in the commercials. Right. Yes. I'm Hmm. more interested in Agnes's ID than anyone else. Well, remember, Agnes is the one who said Dottie is the key to everything in this town. So I want to know who Dottie is just as much. Hmm. It could be a redirect. Maybe. If she... A red herring. You're right. You're right. Misdirection by Agnes. Yes. To get Mm -hmm. the heat off of her. Now, here's what I'm wondering. Is should we also be focused on the people who have been identified? Because think about it. This is a town of over 3,000 people. And for whatever Mm -hmm. reason... These people were chosen to be cast as main characters in this sitcom. Right. Why? What about them? What's special? Was it random? Or do these people matter in some way? And the people who haven't been identified are just complete unknowns. And the two people in the commercials, what about them? They might be outliers entirely. Because we don't know if they are part of the goings-on in Westview. We don't know if they're part of the same broadcast. You need to stop with so many questions. We don't even know who these commercials are for. Too many questions. Too many questions. No. Oh, I got more I for you. I can't deal. I got no. more. La, 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 la. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> well, it's not just me. Jimmy Woo's got more questions for you, too, because he and Darcy see Monica sitting on a bench reading the paper. Yes. So this is one of those scenes that we haven't seen. Correct. And his question is because Darcy thinks that Monica's playing along, but he says, with whom or else what? Yeah, true. We are still not sure whether... Monica was playing along or was she awake or not awake? How did she gain that little bit of knowledge at the end of the third episode? Uh-huh. And we don't also, know. how much time does she spend in Westview? And what is she doing when she's not on camera or whatever it is? Is she talking to people in this town because How the hell else would Herb know why she's there? He clearly knew at the end of episode three, he was about to tell Vision why Monica was there. How would he know unless Monica told him herself? And if that's the case, that means Wanda's not completely omniscient and not fully controlling these people. Yeah, that makes sense for episode three because she was pregnant. Remember, we discussed the whole her powers being not as strong or her being distracted. That's true. Because of the pregnancy. That's true. And I think that happens again at the end of this episode. We'll get to it. hmm And furthermore, how did Monica know when to show up at Wanda's house? She was clearly there 
because Wanda was about to have those babies. Yeah. You know, at this point, what everyone needs to do at S.W.O.R.D. is just sit her down and tell her to talk. Yeah, that's what we need. We need a big old exposition dump for Monica yeah. next week. And you know what? I don't think we're going to get it. Yeah, me neither. At this no. point, it just needs... I don't care if it's just Monica sitting in a room with no furniture, super low budget. Just <laughs> talk. The entire episode, one hour, also is perfectly fine. I don't give a shit about aspect ratios. Just talk. Oh, I have something to say about the aspect ratios. Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you had told me even a year ago that I'd be getting giddy over aspect ratios on a TV (laughs) show. I would have first said, what is an aspect ratio? Well, that's true. And then said, no, not going to happen. I also never thought I would be looking up the official definition of necromancy for my job. Yeah, and I never thought that I would contemplate that necromancy could be cool. (laughs) I don't know what's happening to me. You know, speaking of a year ago, we are getting close to our anniversary, if you will. Indeed we are. April 4th. Also the birthday of one Mr. Robert Downey Jr. So once Darcy and Jimmy see Monica, they're like, all right, we, we've got to figure this out. We've got to put some plan into action here. And it's Darcy's idea to use the radio to try and talk to Wanda. It's all about the frequencies. Yeah. Yes. And it's kind of muddling with our frequencies right now. Indeed. Now here's my question. We have this energy force field. And there's so much radiation. How is that one dinky little homemade thing supposed to project through into the bubble when so far anything electronic that has gone in, even land, even telephone lines and, well, internet, nothing. Nothing is being able to... It's, it's like a Faraday cage. I guess because it's so low tech? Maybe. Now, as they're about to do this, they get a picture from the broadcast showing the drone helicopter. And they realized that it was changed from the modern look to the vintage look. Same thing that happens to the guy in the hazmat suit. Yes. Same thing with Monica. Okay. With her clothes, presumably. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to note that when Monica comes back out, her clothes remain the same. The seventies clothes. Right. So clearly what's happening inside over there is real. It's not an illusion. What happens in Westview stays in Westview. Except for the clothes, apparently. Personally, if it, if it were me, I'd be happy to keep those clothes. Yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah. So while Jimmy is using the radio to try and get through to Wanda, Darcy is watching the broadcast on the TV. Yeah. And we do see that something happens. We hear static, rather Darcy hears static, but we as viewers saw in in the second episode that Jimmy was actually getting through. Right. We also saw the glass break. We saw Dottie bleed. Right. And things got, and things got tense. Correct. So it would be safe to assume that 
it is happening in real time. That was something we didn't know earlier. Well, this is the first indication to Darcy that something is being censored. It doesn't click for her right away, but she sees something is up. Yeah. And you have a different idea. You explain this away, but I'm not convinced that something else doesn't happen to Darcy here. I mentioned in episode uh, two that I thought it was interesting how right after this scene, we cut immediately to that Hydra commercial. Right. And I feel like something happened to Darcy when that commercial came on. Something jiggled her brain a little bit. I'm wondering if these commercials are transmitting something subliminal. But again, why? Why and for whom? Okay, but then Jimmy comes back and he sees the same thing. Like Darcy plays back the scene. That's when she realizes that something was cut. And Jimmy sees the exact same thing. He doesn't see the ad. Mm -hmm. He sees the playback of the earlier scene. So there's no subliminal messaging for him. And he sees the same thing that Darcy does. Well, here's another question for you. Who the hell was watching Jimmy Woo? Darcy was. Through the window. Oh, I didn't get that feeling. I got the feeling that somebody else was watching him. No. She was looking at him. In that one cut, I got the feeling, this ominous feeling that somebody else was watching him, not Darcy. No, it was her. I'm I'm 90% sure it was her. I think you need to watch that part again. Okay. Yeah, because we do see her looking at him through the window, yes, but then there's another cut a couple minutes later where it seems like somebody else is keeping an eye on him. Okay. Either that or you're getting paranoid as fuck. Already there. <laughs> Not getting there. I've landed. <laughs> now, here's my question for you. You were talking about how Wanda is rationalizing things from the outside to look more like inside of Westview. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then why is the sword logo staying? Why wouldn't she get rid of the sword logo? Wouldn't that be the ultimate reminder of reality that somebody doesn't want her doing this? Why does the logo remain? I don't think at this point she knew prior to WandaVision starting. I don't think she knew anything about sword because so far sword has been on its own thing with the whole event. Nothing to do with the Avengers. But didn't you agree that it seemed like Wanda knew what that symbol on Monica's necklace was? Because she had seen it on the drone and on the beekeeper. Yeah, I don't know. And she surmised already that the sword logo on the helicopter was something from outside. And same thing for the beekeeper. He's someone from outside. So when she does later on say about you're an outsider, it's just basic deduction for her that Anytime she sees this particular logo means it's an outsider, so fuck off. Yeet off. Yeet off. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeet off, no, it's, a, it's the wrong terminology. Hashtag yeet. <laughs> so that brings me to the question of what the fuck happened to the beekeeper? Yeah, he just kind of disappeared, was forgotten about, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, we rewinded. So did he get rewinded back into the tunnel? 
and he's stuck there? I have no idea. Did Poor he guy, if he's stuck in a sewage tunnel, that's that's rough. Did he meet up with Leonardo and Donatello and they're having a pizza? You know, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm very curious to find out what happens with him. And yes, Darcy, we would also like to know why it keeps switching time periods. Yeah, yeah, me too. So then Darcy and Jimmy see the biggest sensor yet where Monica's there one minute on the broadcast and she's gone the next, but there's Wanda. What happened? Yep. And that is when Monica is propelled back through the bubble and safely for now lands on the ground and gets swarmed by sword. Yeah. Yeeted, my dear. Yeeted. I can't do it anymore. I just can't. It, it, sound, <laughs> it sounds wrong leaving my 85-year-old mouth. <laughs> yes. And this is when we go back to that scene. Mm -hmm. And first off, it's a different aspect ratio. Well, it starts as the sitcom aspect ratio and then slowly expands. Correct. Into the movie aspect ratio aka real world aspect ratio yeah but we're still inside westview so what does that mean it means we're seeing the reality versus seeing the broadcast version okay is how i would like to think it is now i don't know about you after wanda launches poor monica and sees <laughs> that power come out of her doesn't she look mm -hmm. scared she looks scared or horrified or confused. Yeah. Of herself. Yeah. More like, what did I just do? Yeah. Like she didn't know she had that in her. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. We barely see Elizabeth Olsen in this episode. Yeah. But what we see on her face in just a few seconds tells us so much. Yeah. She is so expressive. She says so much without saying anything she's scared she's confused she's maybe a little enthralled and this all happens in the course of four or five seconds she runs this gamut of emotions on her face yeah. and then vision steps back in and we get a musical cue mm -hmm. recognize that music yes no i don't recall right now that was the same melody playing in Infinity War when Vision died. Okay. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So here is my next question. And whew, boy, did I jump here. Even my husband <laughs> got a jolt when we see... What, what shall we call him? Shall we call him Zombie Vision? Gray Vision? That might work. We'll think of something better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was jarring. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming. And half the, half the world collectively pooped their pants at the same time. <laughs> okay, so I have two theories here, and I'm not sure which one is right. Hold I, on. There are actual theories. What? You have theories. I do. Holy crap, where's the champagne? <laughs> not in my house. I fucking wish. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So. Theory number one is what everybody seems to think out there is that Wanda is literally reanimating 
Vision's corpse using her power. And the reason that she sees him dead like that for a moment is because she just expended a huge amount of power throwing Monica out and she didn't have enough juice for a minute to fully animate him. Mm -hmm. Now, theory number two, it's not a matter of reanimation. It's not a matter of power. It's that she just got a dose of reality in her face and it's starting to make her crack. And she momentarily saw Vision dead because she's remembering he actually is. Yeah. I don't know which one. I feel like I'm living within a choose-your-own-adventure book. (laughs) You know, I'm in two minds, too. On one hand, the whole reanimating, necromancy thing sounds really cool and fucked up beyond belief. Yeah! Yeah! And I'm into some and creepy shit. I'm into some, like, nasty serial killer shit. And I was like, nope. You know, I would love to actually see that play out. And just seeing Wanda finally face reality. And we see, like, this whole montage flashback of all the scenes that we have seen with Vision. But now with dead Vision. That yeah. would be epic. You know what it is similar to? Listeners, I highly recommend, if you have not watched already, The Haunting of Hill House. If you're into horror, you've got to watch that show. Even if you're not, it's an incredible family drama, but it will also make you piss yourself. You say haunted, I say goodbye. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but something very similar to this happens in that show it's a really watch the show it's a binge it's a very bingeable show you'll enjoy it you'll see what i'm talking about Mm. oh stop you big baby (laughs) i would like to see this but i don't think that is what it is i think i have another theory okay i agree with what you said about the whole she started facing reality and you know that's why she saw Vision, who was Vision dead, because she remembered that he's actually dead. I agree with you on that. Because that supports this other thing. Well, actually, I don't know if it's a theory or a question, but I have a feeling that Vision is real. Not the Vision that we know, but a new recreated Vision. So, assuming Mephisto is the other big bad who is controlling stuff and doing the bigger power stuff that's going on and Wanda is controlling on a micro version Vision is a product of Mephisto he has recreated Vision as him but kind of just polished up his mind to make him forget he actually died brought him to life for Wanda in order for, for Wanda to be happy and to do all this other stuff But why? To what end? I agree with you. It's possible. I just want to know why. I don't know. Because the reason why I think it's this is because if Wanda was the one controlling Vision all this time, he would not be having doubts unless that is Wanda's subconscious trying to fight with her. Yeah, and he's definitely having doubts because Vision at the end of this episode, yeah, I've seen men buying tampons look more comfortable than Vision is sitting on this couch. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think that this is one that's subconscious, or maybe it could be. But what I do feel will happen is that vision will be the one, the key, in order to break this reality. I Whether don't know. he's a product of Mephisto or Wanda subconscious, I don't know. I don't know, but I was legitimately scared at the end of this episode. Yeah, she's she's gradually going little psycho cuckoo. Especially with that music. Yeah. All right. Now there's one last thing we got to talk about. I'm not sure if everybody caught this. It wasn't subtle, but it wasn't like super over either. When Wanda and Vision are sitting on the couch with the babies, out of nowhere, there's a rumbling sound. The fuck was that? I think it's more of a musical cue just to give that ominous feeling. And it could also perhaps mean maybe there's a shift, you know, like an earthquake rumbling kind of sound. I guess as far as musical cues go, Voodoo Child was plenty in terms of creating that ominous feeling. That was not musical, that noise. That was a rumble, a vibration, like an earthquake, like you just said. Yeah, yeah. I think it's signifying a shift. I don't know. I think it's more tangible than that. Like what? Especially if, if we're dealing with energy fields here, I just, I'm thinking like, I'm going back to like, junior year earth science here with tectonic plates and shifting so that's an earthquake right and that's what rumbles there aren't any earthquakes in new jersey so that's why i'm saying something's going on here yeah but this is a bubble (sighs) i don't know i don't know but i'm scared (laughs) i think it's more of an audible cue to signify a shift because now Vision is 100% perturbed and he's almost waking up. He's essentially a hostage at this point. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. The only thing I can compare this to in terms of just the underlying sense of dread is The Shining. Mm-hmm. Because that's, how, that's how The Shining is. That movie, and I am not necessarily a fan of Stanley Kubrick, but The Shining is a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. that movie i mean it has some genuinely scary moments has some jump scares and whatnot but overall it's just an overwhelming and underlying sense of dread throughout the entire movie that just it sits in your gut you know and i feel like the rest of these episodes are gonna be like that okay because how can we forget now how we have this all in our minds now so These next episodes are going to be very different for us as the audience members, and they have to know that. So I can't wait to see this next sitcom episode. It's going to have a darker feel to it. It has to. Yeah, I think so. And part of me hopes so. And I mean, if they go for the Married with Children vibe too, that was actually, despite being hilarious, that was a pretty damn dark show. Okay. Speaking of children, I've been wondering, we know that this is happening again three weeks after Endgame, so it's pretty apparent that Wanda couldn't have had kids in three weeks. That's an excellent point that I had not considered until this moment. So are these kids real? Are they a product of her own imagination? Are they demon babies? 
Are they demon babies? Are they someone Dude. else's children that she has now taken? Are they dolls that she's yeah. animated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely another possibility. Will they exist after this bubble is broken? And if not, how will she react to that? There's no way this ends well. There just isn't. Hmm. Yeah. So on that happy note, everybody. (laughs) So we do want to mention there have been some leaks of just a couple clips here and there that Marvel is currently trying to plug up. So I am staying away from Twitter, at least for a little while, hoping they get that taken care of. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to know. But just in case, we we don't think Marvel's going to cave to this, but just in case they drop two episodes next week because of the leaks, we just want to let you know we're dead. Yeah, I read a rumor somewhere that they might put out two episodes, although I doubt it. But who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah. If If two episodes come out, please say a prayer for us. We will need it. Yeah, and for... And say one for yourselves, too, because that is going to be one long episode. Yeah. Or alternatively, you could help us by maybe sharing our show with your friends. Share and share alike. Yeah. Bring them all. Make them join in our misery. (laughs) (laughs) But before we before we sign off for today, there are a few people out there we would like to mention. Mm hmm. At Queen D3181, there are still a lot of trolls out there who think that women don't have a place in Marvel or nerd fandom in general. So your endorsement of our show and us just generally as women in this space, it really meant a lot to us. And we are so honored that you put us in the same league as Tatiana King and the hosts over at For All Nerds. Thank you so much. Oswald Coffeepot, please let us know if you still think Daydream Believer is a reference to Jean Grey. Hazel Burton, you are my kindred spirit this week. If you ever want to have a six hour long conversation about everything wrong with Wonder Woman 1984, you just let me know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if you go speak to her because I'm going to live in my denial because Gal Gadot (laughs) looks fucking awesome in that movie and that's all I care about. And that's about all she's good for in that movie. Anyway. Yeah, and Chris Pine can just go, go, go away. (laughs) I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of angry tweets after this. (laughs) I don't care because I agree with you. I love Chris Pine, but he had no business being in that movie. Anyway. No. Stace Johnson, thanks for that bit of info about the electric start motors. We're coming straight to you for any more car questions. If you happen to also be an astrophysicist, that would be great. Yeah, that would. And last but not least, Eli Bowman. We are also preparing ourselves for the possibility of demon babies. It's not looking good. Fair warning. If this show starts getting like proper haunted scary shit, I'm out. Oh, no, you're not, Missy. I got my fishing pole right here. I got my fishing pole. I'm reeling you right back in. Nuh-uh-uh. Nope, nope, (laughs) nope, nope, nope. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this. I am canceling my Disney Plus subscription and I am just changing my name so that you can never contact me again. Nope. So 
everybody, please send us your theories, your questions, your ideas. Nothing is off answers. the table. Answers. Yeah, answers. Answers. No- answers. Nothing is off the table at this point. We'll take whatever you've got. Yes, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Marvel Madams. Thanks to all you madams for joining us today. I'm Madam Chris. And I'm Madam Amy. Join us next week for episode five of WandaVision. And we hope only episode five. Please, God. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to us, sign up on our website to get an exclusive behind the scenes episode. And every two weeks, we'll send you bonus content that we save just for our VIPs. Visit themarvelousmadams.com, where infinity stones are a girl's best friend. Is your phone vibrating? So it is. Did not know that. And no, it's not on the table, but it's on something that's next to the table. Wow, you are... (laughs) How did... (laughs) Jesus. Fucking Matt Murdock over here. Tell me, what did I what did I have for breakfast? What did I eat before the podcast? Can you smell it through the mic? You had carbs, so I'm guessing you had sweet potatoes? No, sweet potatoes are next week. I had brown rice today. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, see, br- brown rice doesn't come off that smelly. Onions, on the other hand, I would have known. Oh, I forgot the onions! <laughs> 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 <laughs>